Hey everybody, welcome back to the Andor Files. Andor what? I don't know why that amuses me, but <laughs> I'm Logan. I'm Jacob. Did I lose you again? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I can now. <laughs> oh, what the heck, man? Uh, anyway... Uh, hopefully we can both stay connected. Uh, we're gonna abandon the talking one episode at a time because I got three episodes behind and we're just going to talk about episodes seven, eight and nine (laughs) so that I'm officially caught up for the last three episodes. Um, so you just watched like, well, you didn't just watch eight. You did just watch nine. But, like, so those are pretty fresh, but it's been uh, uh, over three weeks since you watched episode seven. So, episode seven is announcement, and it's it's the post-heist episode. So, uh, Cassian got his little uh, bounty, took off, and went to... um, uh, Is it Ferrix? Ferrix. Yeah, yeah, he went back to Ferrix. He talked to his uh, quote mom, um, and he made a plan to escape. She said, "I'm not coming with you." He left. He goes to this other planet, meets up with this chick, stashes his money at her place, right, and then somehow manages to get himself arrested. (laughs) Which is the gist of, like, Cassian's story in that episode. There's some Cyril stuff in there, too. Um, Like, Cyril starts his new job working at, like, whatever. Like, his his little desk job. Yeah, like, it's like a monitoring field, maybe, or something. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it looks like the most boring thing in the world. Could you imagine, yeah. like, living in this galaxy and this is your freaking job? Yeah, and it's like you don't even really have a choice, almost. Like, yeah. I guess he's been kind of uh, blacklisted to a degree, right? Yeah. Because, like, everything that happened and the reports kind of, which we, we find that out uh, later. But, like, really, this is, I, I thought we were doing, like, three episode chunks. And, really, this is like a, like a palate cleanser. Even though it sets up, like, this next arc with, uh, with Cassian in prison. But it is, it kind of just resets the table on like where everybody is and i was still kind of bored but not in the way that i had been so um we got to see a lot of coruscant which actually for a lot of these three episodes right we're seeing a lot of coruscant um and, and I, something happens with Mon Mothma in this episode. Oh, 
this is she goes to Luthen. That's I wanted to ask you about this. Um because we haven't seen really any of Luthen in the last two episodes. We haven't seen him since episode seven, I think. So you know, at the end of episode six, like he's all happy, like because everything like went almost according to plan. They lost some people, but um Mon Mothma uh goes to Luthen to basically just be like, hey, I'm kind of out in the open here. Like, you know, th- this money, like, I-, I think maybe she needed the money to replace what she had been funneling to the rebellion. I, I couldn't really, like, understand their, like, they talk around a lot of things. So yeah. I wasn't sure what like her point and all of that was like what her worry is other than the money, because it, the last few episodes, that's what her concern has been is that she has been funneling money to the rebellion. And if they audit her accounts, they're going to want to know where that money is. So, but Luthen's just like, uh, it, it's like, you got to, you know, break some eggs if you want to make an omelet. And she's like, people are going to like suffer. People are going to be hurt or killed or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> like real dickish. And it, I was, I was curious, like what you thought about that. Like this guy is maybe not the good guy that we thought he was. Well, I think he says that. And when he's talking to Cassie, he yeah. kind of like alludes to, he's not, I don't know. Uh, I don't know the words for it, but he's not like perfect and it's going to be messy and all this stuff. But I, I think, I think his whole, I think her worry is getting caught. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think before she can get out, like, cause right, right. now she can't get out. She's still trying to like affect change and like influence uh, yeah, through the Senate. Yeah, like she hasn't given up hope on that yet. Which, <laughs> um, and I, I said we don't see Luthen a lot in or at all, but I, I'm forgetting about him going to see uh, uh, what's his name, which was such a brief scene. Oh, Saul. Yeah, um, but we can talk about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like her, I, I don't know, I I would love to, like, explore or at least know more of her relationship with Luthen, because, like, they seemed to be in cahoots, and then after that conversation, it really, like, he was kind of using her, which, I mean, I, I understand, but, like, her neck is really not just her neck. Like they would assume that her husband and her daughter, which I'm sure she wouldn't care if her, if they came in and <laughs> beheaded her husband. Um, but I mean, she does care about her daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm really liking the Mon Mothma stuff. Me too. Okay. I, I'm glad it's not just me. 
I was listening to this other podcast and they uh, were talking about the first few episodes and uh, how bored they were, which it has been nice to talk to somebody else because I feel like for the most part, me, you and Elizabeth, even though she hasn't been on here, like I feel like I'm shouting into a void of like, I've been mostly bored with this show and I think it's well acted. It looks phenomenal. I'm just bored out of my mind. (laughs) Well, it's weird because, well, now I'm like super invested in it. Like I'm at this new arc, right? Yeah. Really good. Like if we had started here, I don't know that I would be complaining about the show, but it takes seven episodes. Yeah. And the the heist episode was pretty good. But like we yeah. had two episodes building up to them robbing the Empire. Like we didn't need those two episodes. We didn't need three episodes of him getting off of Ferrix. Well, yeah, um, that's like everything with his background. It was really the boring stuff, like, which I guess they had to, they're probably planning on using that in the future. We kind of see that in this next episode, I guess, or the latest episode with Bix. But I don't know. That's what uh, these last, I guess, what, four episodes really haven't had anything to do with his past except for when he's talking to his mom or whatever but yeah i don't know i that's <clears throat> i've kind of shifted because like when they first started showing the isb i was really interested in that now i'm just like okay they're kind of annoying me and like the torture <laughs> stuff was like it it was uh, a lot man like it was yeah like I, I will say this about these last few episodes um the torture thing and the the way they depict prison like really got under my skin like in a way that they should get under your skin right yeah like the the i like the way she described that that torture and then just put it on put the little helmet on her and then you just gotta watch it like you don't even get to hear the noise or anything yeah oh my god man um but uh let's see i was i was gonna read the breakdown or the little uh episode summary for uh announcement to see if i missed anything on coruscant karn starts a new job at the bureau of standards um as the isb gains more draconian surveillance and punitive authority Miro is challenged by Blevin for breaking protocol, which that was kind of cool too. Like that dude has like, he keeps coming after her uh, for like sticking her nose quote where it doesn't belong. And then he, he winds up just getting the rug pulled out from underneath him because she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, She persuades her superiors of her work's value and is assigned oversight of Ferrix. Luton's assistant, Clea Markey, meets with Vel on Coruscant um, and instructs her to find and kill Cassian to prevent him from revealing Luton's identity, um, which 
I wonder if anything's going to come of that. Uh, Mon Mothma meets Coma, an old friend and banker, um, at a dinner party and asks him to help her access family funds. Uh, so I guess her money's been frozen. Right? Maybe? Maybe. I'm not real sure. Uh, uh, Cassian returns to Ferrix to settle old debts and learns that from Bix that the community blames him for the fallout from the corporate security crackdown. No crap. Like, why wouldn't they blame him? I'm not saying it's entirely his fault, but like, you know. Yeah, I mean, you kind of shoulder some of the blame here. (laughs) It. The the problem I have with um, what's the guy that was in the the security that was going after Cassian? What's his name again? Um, uh, Cyril Cyril. Yeah. The problem I have with him is he is so like Cassian murdered these two men, but he didn't. It was like self defense. Yeah. But he's so sure that he's right when really. The, the guy that he threw under the bus, his supervisor is actually right. <laughs> yeah, like, they really should have just done nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. those guys were where they shouldn't have been, spending money that they didn't have, doing things they shouldn't be doing. Like, hey, man, don't rock the boat. So, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it annoys me because every time he's in, he's like, i got to get Cassian. He's a murderer. <laughs> I'm just like... I- I've enjoyed how every time he makes, he thinks he's making like positive steps, he gets like kicked back down. Yeah. (laughs) He's such a bootlicker for the Empire, (laughs) and they just keep kicking him in the face. And he's just like, no, I can do this. Um, (laughs) So the presence of stormtroopers on Ferrix reminds Cassian of how the original Clem, his adopted father, and Marva's husband, I did not get that. Like, I didn't get that that's where he got the name Clem from. I didn't either. I guess I wasn't paying attention. Was murdered by Republic clone troopers years ago. Uh, Cassian attempts to get Marva to leave Ferrix with him, but she decides to stay uh, and covertly oppose the increased Imperial presence. Cassian travels alone to the tropical tourist paradise of Neomos, not... One month later, now living under the name Keith Gergo, which sounds bizarrely like Grief Cargo, <laughs> which is what's his name's name in The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Like, you couldn't have gone just a little bit further away. <laughs> like, uh, we'll just like invert some letters and Keith Gergo, Grief Cargo, yeah, whatever. Uh, Casting is confronted by shore troopers. What did you think about the shore trooper outfits? I liked them. Me too. Like I mean, they're they're the only other time we see them is in uh, is in uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. God, man. Yeah, but like, there's so things? many. <laughs> yes, uh, there's so many like trooper things on the beach there in Rogue One. I guess it's hard to yeah. Like, uh, but, like, you really get, like, I, I don't want to say a lot of time, because it's really just a few minutes, but, like, it's up close. I was like, man, I really like the design of that armor. Yeah. Um, And a KX unit, which <laughs> this is our 
first sighting of the K units in this show. Yeah. Yep. Um, I forgot. Like, you know what? Everybody online has been talking about in other podcasts I listen to, and I've mentioned it. And how stupid it is about how, ooh, the TIE Fighters look so scary. The show makes them scary. They've always been scary. I forgot how freaking scary those K units are. Yeah, they are. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it, it, it is, uh, I, I don't know. They're more than, like, the, the, the it, battle it's, Yeah, it's the way that. Like their heads kind of forward and the way they mm-hmm. walk, it's like, like it's very aggressive. Yeah. You know, like the what? What's the the are they what are they called? Super battle droids. Yeah. Yeah, like B two. Yeah, those are kind of scary, but like I I don't know the K units, man. So it's like immediately I was just like, oh yeah. Like, when we first meet K2SO, like, he rips that door off. <laughs> like, Choke slams her. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, while on a trip to a shop, mistaken for a vandal and sentenced to six years imprisonment. Like, not even, like, he, he just, like, oh, this is what he did. Oh, okay, six years. Like, what the... Oh my god, man. But yeah, what what a crazy like resetting um the ep- the the world of this show cuz now you have like you still have um uh uh Cyril on the hunt. Like he still wants to find Cassian. You have Miro uh looking for like signs of this rebellion which would lead to Cassian or at least go through Cassian now you have uh Luthen sending Vel out to find Cassian and kill him to protect their identities like everybody's after this dude and he gets imprisoned for literally walking by the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> I mean, he's got the worst luck. And yeah. honestly, if he hadn't lingered, right? Because it's like he stops and is like checking everything out. Yeah. Or, or he gets like thrown back by the troopers. Like they, they kind of, because it, it's, I guess it's upsetting to him. And just because he like stands there for like, an extra 30 seconds. That trooper's like, hey, what's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so eight and nine. Eight is, Nar- is it pronounced Narkina? I Nar- think so. Narkina five. And then nine is nobody's listening. Uh, Narkina five is Cassian is brought to a prison on Narkina five where he spends every day working in monotonous heavy industry with hundreds of other prisoners. Bell and Senta travel to Ferrix to search for him. When Marva falls ill, Bix attempts to contact Luthen to ask about Cassian's whereabouts. Uh, but Luthen, worried about being exposed to anyone monitoring communications, does not answer. He then leaves Coruscant to meet with Saul Guerrera. Uh, Miro questions Karn about his experience on Ferrix, but declines his offer to help with her investigation. She leads a unit to Ferrix herself. 
where she apprehends Bix. Um, all of that was, uh, I guess it's a little like place setting, but like watching him go through, like coming to the prison was like really, I mean, I was on like the edge of my seat. Yeah. Just like, I know he's not going to die, but just like, oh my God, like, how is he going to get out of this? Um, and we get to meet um, a new character uh, whose name. I, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Snoke. We get to meet Snoke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the original Snoke. I'm having trouble remembering his name. It's Andy Serkis, but I can't remember the, his character's name. I, I, there's so many new characters I can't even. <laughs> yeah, every literally every episode we get a new, at least one new character, who who seems like they're going to be major, and then several other. So, uh, when he gets to the prison and like they they induct him or induct him, uh, admit him. And we see what he's going to be doing. What is he doing? Do you know? Like, I know they're building part of something. But I have no idea what that is. I don't know. I was hoping it would be like parts for uh, AT-AT or something. But yeah. Or I, I thought it might be something for the Death Star. And I was like, wait, are they on the Death Star? Oh. Building the Death Star? Like, is that how they built the Death Star? With prison labor? I mean, probably. But, uh... Let's see. There's Andy Circus. I don't know. It looked, it's like a star shape, and it's yeah. weird. It's like it kind of looks like an Imperial Cog. Yeah, it does. But, but like, without... A, Kino Loy is his name. Kino Loy. Um, the so uh, I, is it in episode eight that we find out that oh no it's not it's in episode nine we find out that um, uh, Vale is actually uh, Mon Mothma's cousin, cousin. yeah. yeah. So, and that she is quite wealthy. Yeah. And so that was, uh, that was interesting. Um, the Marva thing. So what do you think is the point, like, to keep going back to this character? Like, she, it just seems like she's just going to die. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not real sure, honestly. I guess maybe she's uh, not Cassian's moral compass, but like his inner rebellion or justice. I do do like that she like starts seeing the troopers and she keeps kind of like crazily doing things to quote, like help the rebellion. Like, uh, they find her, she, she like falls down or something at one point. Right. And, uh, they ask her what happened and she was like opening the like secret tunnels 
to help the rebels get in and they're just yeah. like what rebels <laughs> there's no <laughs> rebels here <laughs> like, yeah nobody gives a flip about us <laughs> i mean honestly she might just be a distraction you know to keep them occupied with her maybe i don't know um so uh we finally get to see saul in this episode and we get this whole thing with like him and luthan like pushing at each other like luthan keeps implying that saul was the one that pulled the job yeah to like throw (laughs) yeah like throw it off of him uh i mean they ain't lost a step with Saul. I mean, I know this is before Rogue One, but like it, we've seen that character in uh, the Clone Wars several times, and I mean, the writing for him is like a hundred percent on point. Like he goes kind of off on a little tirade about all the the little factions, and like you know, he's like y'all just want something different, you know. So, <laughs> what does he want? To go to sleep. Oh, I thought he was watching a movie. I guess not. No, he's tired. He's had a long day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was his birthday weekend. Yep. Oh, it's uh, uh, Casey's birthday is tomorrow. Hudson's uh, a Sunday, so yeah. yeah. I did not know that. So. Um, so episode nine is probably the big episode so far. I'm assuming the next episode is going to be because it uh, it feels like we're just leading up to a prison break. Uh, yeah. Miro and Doctor Gorsh torture Bix for information uh, and realize that Cassian may have been involved in the Aldani attack. But she fails to learn anything about Luthen, who I can't remember what she was calling him. I was hoping uh, they would call him. Uh, what is it they call uh, Soka in Rebels? Uh, Fulcrum. Yeah, I was hoping they would call him Fulcrum, but it's like uh, it's something else. Uh, oh, that yeah. would be like the Rebels calling him Fulcrum. Yeah. Uh, the I think she she calls him the buyer or something like that. Yeah, something like that. The ISB were able to capture a rebel pilot working for Anto. I think it's Anton, not Anto. Anton Krieger, who reveals a power station on Spellhouse is set to be raided by Krieger's group, uh, which I feel like that's a name that's come up before in Star Wars. Krieger. Yeah, it sounds. Wrong. Sounds familiar, but I mean. <laughs> Mon reunites with Vale, revealed as her cousin, and encouraged her, her to keep a low profile while ma- maintaining the facade of a rich and politically uninvolved young woman. Mon and Coma continue working to covertly gather funds for rebel activities. To better cover up their activities, Coma is forced to bring in a Chandralan banker named Davo Skolden who wants to meet Mon. We don't meet that dude, right? He doesn't show up in the episode. No, I'm sure he'll be 10. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
Olaf, an older member of Cassian's prison work crew. I felt so sorry for that old dude, man. Yeah. He reminded me of, what's his name, from Shawshank Redemption. Oh. The old guy, Brooks. Mm-hmm. He reminded me of uh, the the clone, the um, clone from... Yeah. The earlier, when they're earlier clones. Yep. Uh, I can't remember what they called them. The older guy that... Yeah, me either. Clone. Yeah. Uh, he has a stroke, so he gets euthanized by Dr. Rossiv. And as a guard goes to get the stuff uh, needed to remove his body, Rossiv secretly confirms to Cassian and Kino uh, that a prisoner who was just released from their level was sent back to level two forcing the prison to kill the entire level of prisoners to cover up the mistake. Uh, and they kind of realized that they're never going to get let go. Like it, it's, it's just a never ending cycle. And that's how they, they trap you, you know, by making you think you're going to be free. And then when they let you free, they, find some other reason to keep you and then put you on another level on the other side of the complex. So nobody knows. I think too, it, I think like the reason why Cassian was arrested and I think it was, it's because of Aldani, like the empire is like, okay, no more freedom at all. Yeah. Uh, So yeah. So after Aldani, we, because there, there's some rumblings about them passing this, like, uh, ordinance that or law or whatever that they doubled everybody's sentences. So, like, instead of, like, whatever it was, in, like, Cassian normally would have gotten, like, six months or something. And so he got six years for yeah. disturbing the peace or whatever it was. Um, but... This episode, man, this, these, both of these episodes, I was on, like, my heart was, like, pounding. Like, I mean, I felt their, like, nervousness at, like, any little misstep. Yeah. Uh, Like, the the whole floor is lava thing. Like, (laughs) what the hell, man? Um, Somebody tweeted out a picture of... uh, Actually, it wasn't on Twitter. I think it's on Facebook. Um, A picture of the hotel rooms in Disney World for the the Star Wars thing. You know, they got the whole theme hotel and everything. Costs like three grand a night or something. Good Lord. Uh, And they were like, it's weird how the hotel rooms at this place look exactly like the prison rooms in Andor. (laughs) (laughs) And they kind of do. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm i with you. I really, really enjoyed, like, these last two episodes. Uh, I guess maybe I'm more invested in the other characters. Uh, certainly Mon Mothma. Like, I, I'm all in on any of that. Uh, Luthan, I still really don't... I don't understand what he's doing and why i think i think he's he's like 
you know, they have this rebellion because we do get we we know that there are people already talking about a rebellion in episode three because Padme talks about it. Yeah. And then I think he's the uh like wild man kinda that is needed to to get it started. Like he's like um he's like priming the engine or whatever. Like I think that's what his whole relationship with Mom Mothra is. She wants that she wants it. And like you said, she still wanted to go through the Senate, but he's like you're stupid. That's not going to work, obviously. Like, I can kind of understand, like, why she's so invested. Like, you know, she is, quote, a good politician fighting for yeah. people. Like, she's in, not in it for the money. She's not in it right. for herself. And so she's kind of just using that to, to, to try to still keep a, a hold so that it doesn't become completely, like... Uh, the wild wild west yeah. <laughs> yeah um and, and what we see happening you know so that it doesn't become like that everywhere um but that's a losing battle uh, luthan like how does it, so is is the the antiques dealer thing a front for him being an actual like rebel or is that what he really is and somehow he got involved in the rebellion or I don't I, think, I would really just like to know more about it. Yeah, I, I think he was before and then like I don't know. because um, if you're in like that kind of dealings, you're gonna be you're gonna have like nefarious characters around. Oh so, man, I watched uh, there's this show on HBO called last week tonight with john oliver it's kind of a news program um and they really only cover like one or two stories like in depth every week <coughs> and a few weeks ago he had one about uh museums and how they get like artifacts and it is not cool like at all like especially over in Europe, like it's not great here, but like in Europe, like England, Britain, France, like they've stolen so much from like other cultures and to like put in their museum with the excuse of like, well, um, you know, we'll take care of it better than you will. <laughs> And it's just like that is mess, and they they get it from these people that just go in and like, like marauders, like, yeah, like raiding places. I mean, yeah. the the big U.S. thing was like Native American things, and, and it's so freaking sad. Not to get off on a, but it kind of relates to Luthen. Um, like they showed this this video footage of these Native Americans having to view like artifacts from their like tribal history that are just sitting in like a museum's basement That's instead weird. of given to them so that like 
like that's their heritage yeah and it's just like sitting in a basement because well you know it's safe down there like what (laughs) well it should be given to them and then if they want to give it back or right (laughs) yeah anyways have you never seen shanghai nights isn't that what that's all about is it is it shanghai there's a movie about that like where uh, I wanted to say not at the museum at first, but that's not it. <laughs> Basically, like, well, the mummy is kind of about that because he kind of they just took artifacts from Egypt and yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, there's like Indiana a movie, Jones I, is kind of about that, but like, yeah, it kind of made me rethink Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, but he's. He's uh, it belongs in a museum. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> well, the guy he's stealing it from is using it for black right. market purposes. Yeah, right. I think that was his point. Is not, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's all there's always a bigger fish, but yeah, so like Luthan. <laughs> so, is that like yeah like is that how he got involved in the rebellion like through dealing like artifacts art and like just stuff like that but that's the that's the thing i think he's not a good person he's not a good guy so he i mean clearly he's like like, we gotta find cassian and kill him (laughs) yeah he's he's definitely uh probably paid people to to steal that stuff and he's but he doesn't care because the people that he's selling this stuff to are going to hang it on their wall for their rich dinner parties you know they don't they don't think anything of where it came from they just think it looks cool or and they were they were gonna go somebody was gonna his i think his philosophy is somebody was gonna go in there and take it anyway yeah like why shouldn't i profit off of it but it's still profiteering you know, but yeah, exactly. And but he's so maybe he feels guilty about that. I don't know, but I think so. uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. But I think he's he's had to have a situation where something has happened where he sees what the empire is is doing to people. So he's. I mean, we really don't have his motivation yet. Other than the fact that he just seems like a uh, uh, like a troublemaker kind of <laughs> like yeah. he just wants to pick a fight with the empire without them knowing who he is, but his reasons are good because he like you know he's saying all these people are going to suffer. Well, a lot of people have to suffer for the whole galaxy to see what is happening. So, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to to give an example that we would relate to because, you know, we're confined to Earth. But, I don't know, it'd be like if, if uh, Saturn, people of Saturn were suffering from, I don't know. Well, I guess yeah. it would be like gas people. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works on Saturn. But anyways, 
That was a weird example, but I don't know, it's hard to put my finger on him. I mean, obviously he's good, and even in Rogue One, he kind of come off as a freaking douchebag. Yeah, but I mean he he does what he has to do to get the job done. So, uh, so I um, googled what are they building in the prison, and one of the more popular answers is uh, Imperial probe droids, but I don't think that that looks like parts for an imperial probe droid like it's kind of big to be well, those droids are big but they don't they don't they're not they don't have like that star shape they have those yeah. like drop drop down legs i mean i guess if it's inside like the main round part of the body but what would it are they that function? big though like i, I think they're pretty big I think they're bigger than a human. Mm, this says they're about five feet tall. It doesn't say how big around they are, though. Um, hmm. I still think it's something to do with the Death Star. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It could be. Uh, it could be just busy work. I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. Like, and the the whole idea of like, you have two shifts. And you have these teams of four, right? They're all assembling the same part. Whoever assembles the most gets taste in their food. Whoever's assembled the least gets shocked for like 30 seconds. And like you, you have them competing against each other. Yeah. And, and they're like, all cool with each other. <laughs> yeah, it's so messed up. So, I did wonder why they let the dude, like, uh, communicate with, you know, through the the hand signals and whatever. Like, why didn't uh, Kino, like, shut that down? Like, well Um, before then. I think because the... Probably because they wouldn't really get caught. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the guards just aren't there. Like, yeah. they're, they're just never there. And I, I guess maybe it's a, a thing of... Well, he probably wants to know, too, you know, what the rumors are or whatever. Yeah. But, but it, I mean, because he's a prisoner, too, you know, so... But uh, He keeps talking about, I've got, like... 165 days left or whatever. Yeah, shifts. Yeah, you ain't getting out, buddy. You are not getting out. Yeah. Um, um, I really like him. I'm glad that they brought him back to do something. Yeah. I was um, like, when, when he came up on the screen, I was like, finally, we get a good Snoke origin story. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of funny. If, uh, uh, so the, uh, two things we didn't talk about, uh, one, the Mon Mothma stuff with, uh, the Senate, like we finally see her like addressing like a good, like well attended Senate meeting and like 
I don't uh, I don't know if you're how closely you were paying attention to like there were some people that were like cheering her own but there were a lot of people that were like shouting her down yeah and turning their lights off and mm-hmm. yeah well I was listening to that and I was listening to what she was saying and and she was she was speaking out against imperial overreach yep and I'm like that's pretty bold Considering everything that's happening, yeah. Yeah, because, like, anything that happens, they're going to be like, "Uh, well, this lady hates us, so. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's already gets, like, she already gets, like, a new driver every other week or something that she knows is, like, eavesdropping on her. Um, She knows she has to be, like, careful who she talks to. I don't think that, I'm worried that that dude that she's her friend from back home or whatever like, he ain't the good guy that she thinks he is. Like, I mean, her husband's an idiot, but, you know, he just wants to live in luxury. He's a gold digger. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, uh, that, if that dude bites it by the end of the season, it'll be worth it. <laughs> um, It'd be really cool if he does something to help her or, or save her or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Senate hearing was so... You want to say hi to Logan? Hi, Logan. Happy birthday, Hudson. Hang on, hang on, Logan. Here, stick this in your... Is it in there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hi. Happy birthday. Thanks. How old are you? It's not my birthday yet. <laughs> Your birthday's Sunday. Yeah. In two days. How old will you be on Sunday? Uh-huh. Four. Yep. Four. Oh wow. Uh-huh. And when is my birthday? How old are you gonna be? How old will I be? No, how will I be when it's my birthday? Four. You'll be four. No, I will be this early on my birthday. No, that's five. You're three now. You'll be four on Sunday. Why? Uh, that's the way it works. <laughs> Why? <laughs> how does it go together? I don't know. All right, give me that headset back. Say bye, Logan. Bye, Logan. Bye, Hudson. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Just shoved it back in my ear. Um, Cyril confronting. That right, was so, creepy. So she pulls him in, right? And, and I think in the seventh episode, like, questions him about everything that happened. And she's like, you signed off on the report. And he's like, yeah, but they wouldn't let me read it. I was like pushed into it. Like, and she gives it to him and then she screws off while he reads it. And when she comes back, he's like, yeah, this is wrong. This is wrong. Like, you know, this didn't happen this way or whatever. And he, he's like, I can help you. Like, I, you know, I I know how to do my I, I was doing my job right. I can help. And she just blows him off, but like puts in a quote good word for him. And he winds up like getting a promotion, which 
I wanted to ask you about this too. We've talked about how good the show looks, but like the his specific costume design is always so good. Like the weird way they do the tie thing. Yeah, that stuck out to me. Yeah, it's so cool. Like it, it's obviously kind of like a, a little too much, but that's Cyril. Um, I, it, so he gets a promotion, like. <laughs> that scene with his mom when he tells her is so good. Ugh, his mom <laughs> creeps me out. Yes, <laughs> like I hate those scenes. Um, his stupid crunch berries. Uh, and the Empire is never gonna take him serious if he keeps eating crunch nope. berries. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you eat cereal for breakfast, like kids' cereal for breakfast every day. <laughs> cereal. Um, maybe that's why his name is Cyril. Um. <laughs> But yeah, he he like stalks out the ISB in the hope like he even admits that he he's there like every day when he can get there, in the hopes that he'll see her so he can quote yeah. thank her. And she's like, if I see you again, I will have you arrested and sent to the outer rim. But we know that that's not the end of him like sticking his. It's so funny because. She was doing kind of what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And she got, you know, further rewarded for it. And meanwhile, she's telling him, like, back off, go, you know, enjoy your desk job and just, you know, I don't want to see your face again. Yeah. Um, That's but what like, happens when when uh, managers get promoted or people <laughs> get promoted to managers. Yeah. But, like, there's kind of this weird... I'm not, I don't want to say romantic because it's not romantic tension, but it's very like. Weird. Yeah, I got that vibe too. I think they're going to hook up. Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> she wolf of the SS, like she just like put her boot on his throat or something. going to be like, oh, yes. <laughs> I think she's going to wind up getting killed by the Empire. I think they're going to. They're probably going to kill her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed the last, not the last three, that uh, seventh episode was a little like, eh, kind of like, just like the first three episodes. Um, but these last two episodes, yeah, I'm really excited for the prison break, which I, I assume is coming. So, um. But we'll we'll talk about that uh, hopefully next week. We only, we've only got three episodes left. The next episode, I think, uh, the prison thing, and then the I know the last two episodes are like one arc together. So yeah, I think this next episode is going to be um, like the oceans eleven of prison breaks. <laughs> like it's going to be Cassian going over everything. I mean, how are they going to get out of there, man? There's only 12 guards on each level, so... Yeah, but how many levels are there? That thing goes on forever. It's all about the levels, Jerry. That's from Kramer. It's levels. It's levels. (laughs) I've been re-watching Seinfeld, man. Yeah, I always do. It's so good. All right, hang on. 
Did I tell you about the Lego office set? <laughs> no. Yeah. To go with my Lego Seinfeld set. That office set is huge. So it's only 120 bucks, which I know is a lot of money, but you know, it is what it is. So um anyway, yeah, I guess we'll try to record uh I don't know, sometime early next week after the episode because three weeks. I'm excited from for it. Oh. No. <laughs> I, I'll stay on track And I, I don't know if you've heard But apparently we might be getting Mandalorian Sooner than we thought I hope so I, I would like the Bad Batch right now please Yeah Like after watching Which we'll talk Tales of the Jedi When you and Elizabeth finish But after watching Tales of the Jedi And that's another thing man Like I started Tales of the Jedi Thinking like Okay, this will like it'll be like these like kind of inconsequential one-off like episodes, which the first one is like it's kind of Ahsoka's origin. But like after that, oh my god, man! Yeah, uh, I definitely wanted more Qui Gon. Yeah, we get young Qui Gon and kind of. Right before he dies, Qui Gon. So yeah, I didn't really. Well, I guess we'll talk about talk about that <laughs> whenever we record. But really, like m- more Count Dooku, please. Something I never. Well, I shouldn't say never thought I'd say because he's so good in the Clone Wars animated series. But like, yeah, man, I like. There's so much to that story we don't know. <laughs> yeah. I really uh-huh. I really want Dooku to be I mean, I guess he was good, but he's just kind of I don't like know. misled. Right? You know when he's talking to Obi-Wan in episode 2? Yeah. And he's telling him, "What if I told you blah 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 blah?" He's like, "You're insane." Yeah. Cuz I kind of felt bad for Dooku. Yeah. But I don't know. Oh, man. Dave Filoni is such a genius. <laughs> everybody's talking, which Andor's fine, but everybody's talking about this group and the writers and the, but like, I'm sorry, man. Like, and just give everything to Dave Filoni and let him do it. Because he knows what he's doing, man. Like, Oh, I, I'm excited for what the rest of Andor is going to be, though. So, and where it goes from here, especially the prison stuff. So, I, yeah. I honestly was just like six years in prison. Like, is literally the rest of this show just going to be like Oz in <laughs> space? Like, is, we're doing space prison. Like, I mean, not that that wouldn't be interesting, but like, oh my god, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, um, anyway, uh, I don't know. We don't have a way to really wrap this up. I'd tell you to go find us on Twitter, but like, A, we're don't really, we're not really active. And B, <laughs> if you thought it was a hellhole before, oh my God. <sighs> eh. Elon Musk, man. I don't like, 
uh, saying someone tweeted something just sounds ridiculous anyways. <laughs> uh, $44 billion. Do you know what you could do with $44 billion? Start a rebellion. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Mon Mothma could use that money, man. Like, we should start. We should start a hashtag. <laughs> Fun Mon Mothra, and just constantly tweet at my, uh, uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. I give. I mean, he could have made like he could have bought. Well, not bought Star Wars. I don't know how much did Lucas sell Star Wars for. Probably not enough. I really don't remember. Let's see. I mean, he couldn't have bought it from Disney because Disney's not going to sell it. No. Uh, $112 billion? I don't know. It wasn't that much. Uh, $4.5 billion. He could have bought 11 Star Wars franchises. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's just say, let's just say Elon buys a portion of Star Wars, deletes everything. Uh, Even singles. better, they paid four billion for Marvel. You could have bought ten Star Wars and eleven. Mar- he could have bought Warner Brothers for a half of that. Like not even half of the forty-four, just half of four billion, and he could just be making DC movies that don't suck. He probably doesn't even know what Warner Brothers is. Yeah, he seems like a real just. I just he probably doesn't have time for it, you know. Yeah, he's too busy firing people on Twitter. <laughs> well. They probably all really deserve to be fired to engage Mm. in Twitter. I mean, the people that work there might not deserve to be fired. Half the people that use the platform probably deserve to be. Do you know what would be fun? I didn't see. I saw. I've seen video clips of him firing that lady, but it would have been awesome if he just gave Donald Trump money to fund whatever he wants to fund. To come in at that exact moment and go, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> just that's it. That's all he says and walks out the room. Dude, that would have been freaking hilarious. If it keeps Donald Trump from running for any more public office and like that's just his job is to go around firing people. <laughs> I fully support that. Like how funny how like that would be. The ultimate, like, like I, I don't, I don't like Trump. I don't like any of them. But you know, like, I don't know. It's just been funny if he just if he got to fire the Twitter lady, <laughs> you fired just because that's what his show was. Yes. Now, I, I'm, well, I'm now all in on this idea of like just hiring Trump. Like, have you? Did you ever see that George Clooney movie Up in the Air? Uh, no. So that in this movie Up in the Air, that's George Clooney's job. He's a, uh, it's like the opposite of a headhunter. Like instead of like going around finding people 
he goes around firing people. Like companies oh. hire him to come in and fire people because Did. he's so good at it. Did George, George Costanza write this? Um, <laughs> it, it's a pretty good movie. Um, but that's just his job. That's not really what the movie's about. Oh, but, okay. I was like, is it based off of a book or something? Uh, it might be. Um, How do you pitch that? <laughs> it, it, it's It's about his life that's just his job um because he, he travels a lot like he's just always on airplanes yeah um, does he meet somebody like is yes. it kind of like a love yeah story? it becomes I like think... a weird love story-ish kind of yeah thing. yeah i remember the i remember seeing the trailers i didn't know he he was a professional fire though yeah but like now like if we could just pay donald trump like and that's his job like he doesn't <laughs> do anything except travel all over the place walk in sit people down and like talk to them like you think you're about to meet donald trump love him or hate him if somebody was like you're about to meet donald trump you wouldn't you be like holy shit and you just walk into the room <laughs> and he's like you're fired you're fired <laughs> <laughs> how long before somebody kills him oh man <laughs> well he's probably close to death anyways a month, like a month in, somebody loses their shit and just stabs him with <laughs> a pen. <laughs> I mean, if if I get fired, it'd be awesome to be fired by Donald Trump. I don't know. I mean, if I'm gonna get fired, at least it would be better than, you know, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm sure we'll get. Well, we won't get any hate mail, but people will never want to hear us talk again after that. <laughs> well. If you can't laugh at stuff, then just you're you're the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the problem with the world. So. Nobody wants to take anything. Everybody wants to take everything too seriously. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, yeah. Uh. Maybe don't go rate and review us on iTunes after this episode. But uh, <laughs> if you want to hear us talk more, we'll be back next week, and then uh, we'll be talking Tales of the Jedi soon. I hope so. You yeah. got to finish it, man. It's so good. So, anyway, we'll see you guys soon. Later. Get fired.